0: Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online, so you can access it from anywhere in the world. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whenever it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist with no additional cost. With BetterHelp, you, got, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from an office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% of your first month at betterhelp.com slash how to survive society. That's better H E L P dot slash how to survive society. Hello survivors. This is your girl Abby Ayola Williams and you're now listening to how to survive society. How to survive society Is a weekly podcast that features survivors. These are people that have been through the ringers in life. They've been through hell and back, but they choose to stay positive. They choose to win. They choose to thrive and they choose to survive. So let's get right into it. Hello, survivors! Thank you for tuning in to another episode of How to Survive Society. Today, I have Pitts Quatron, and he is an expert in didgeridoo. (laughs) I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's it's an instrument. It's an instrument that's made from wood, correct?
1: Wood. Yeah, it's from wood, and it's uh, originally from the native folks in northern Australia.
0: Yes. So we're going to talk about that, how the instrument has saved his life. And now is teaching people all over the world how to use the instrument to also save their lives. So, Pitts, welcome.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Abby. It's good to be with you. I appreciate the invitation.
0: No worries. Thank you for coming. So um, let's dive right into it. So this instrument... Did you redo <laughs> you said you said saved um saved you in your critical moments in your 20s so can you please elaborate on that what were you going through at that time how did you even find about this instrument and who taught you and you know stuff like that
1: yeah, that's, that's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the didgeridoo comes from Australia, like I said, and uh, it, it produces this really uh, unique kind of spooky, mysterious, magnetic sound. And I'll just play for you for like one second or about three seconds here. So you get an idea
0: it sounds like and, uh, a train, like, uh, you know, those boats when, when they're about to board or, um, land or something like that, the sound that it makes, that's what it yeah, sounds like.
1: Right. Like kind of like a fog horn or something. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, <laughs> all, yes. All aboard. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um. I, growing up in school, I was always the kid in the back of the room making funny sounds and trying to make people laugh. I was the class clown, and and I I always have been, uh, I guess, uh, uh, going to jumping towards really cool, interesting sounds, attracted to those sounds and. And when I first heard the didgeridoo, it was probably in the '80s, sometimes in the Crocodile Dundee movies, and it was it was underneath everything, and I was like, "Wow, what is that really cool sound?" And I started to ask around and find out more about it, and and I, I, the original attraction was the sound, but once I found that, it's like I I dug deeper and deeper, and I felt more and more connected to this instrument and how old it is and how it's used traditionally and I grew up outside of Philadelphia in the 60s and 70s so that was my like musical upbringing so now what I do is I I have the didgeridoo in my musical upbringing so I I bring it over to that and I really believe the didgeridoo is the world's most musically versatile instrument. And I I put that in a lot of different types of music. Mm,
0: That's cool. So do you have albums um, of you playing the instrument? Yeah, I do. um, I I do. do.
1: I have uh, plenty of information on my website that has that. I have singles and albums and uh, music videos too. And uh, I play with a wide range of folks uh, from American folks to West African folks to the European to whoever really is is open minded and, and willing to try experimental experiment with some musical ideas with the, having the didgeridoo in that mix.
0: Mm. So you said um, didgeridoo does um, it, it's an effective alternative treatment for sleep apnea. Can you mm-hmm. elaborate more on that, please?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, the big study came out in 2005 where the British Medical Journal published this study from a doctor in Switzerland who had 25 sleep apnea patients. And he was looking for an alternative and in, basically in, with obstructive sleep apnea, muscles in your throat begin to get flabby and collapse and then they block the airway. So this doctor found out that playing the didgeridoo in particular and with the circular breathing process that you do, uh, you really give those muscles a workout. So it's an internal workout for those muscles. And after a four-month period of his patients playing, he brought in a didgeridoo teacher. And uh, after a four-month period of his patients playing the didgeridoo, their sleep apnea dramatically decreased, if not totally Went away, so it was uh, concluded that it's an effective treatment alternative for sleep apnea because you're working those muscles. It's an internal workout for those muscles that are usually the problem. So if, it's just like any other exercise. After you work out, you get nice and strong, and your muscles are, are tight and really built up again, so they're no longer clogging up the airway, so the person can breathe a lot easier.
0: Hmm. In, in case somebody out there doesn't know what a sleep apnea is, um, are you able to touch a bit on that? Like what is sleep apnea?
1: Yeah, sleep apnea, at least obstructive sleep apnea. I'm not a medical person, but it's been uh, explained to me from by doctors is uh, those muscles in the throat kind of get in the way. The, you know, you're trying to breathe at nighttime when you're sleeping and uh so you, you try to breathe and the muscles get in the way. So they cause, cause interruptions in your breathing. And, uh, and then sometimes you, your body will kick in again after three, four seconds of not able to breathe. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't kick in and people pass away. So uh, most folks use a, a CPAP machine. It's kind of like this mask thing that you put over your nose and mouth to to force air in and out while you're sleeping. But it, it's really bulky and awkward, so you you have to try to sleep with this <laughs> with this big like apparatus thing on you and. I, it wouldn't work for me if I tried it because I that would be tough, but um, mm-hmm. so most people don't like that, and there's other alternatives too, so there's like jaw surgery and and different uh types of uh treatments for sleep apnea. But the didgeridoo angle is really nice because it's drug free, it's insurance company free, uh, and you get to play a really fun, cool sounding mm-hmm. instrument,
0: yeah, that's true. So, do you sell this um, instrument?
1: Yeah, since uh, the early 1990s, I've been handcrafting instruments uh, at at my little workshop here at home. And um, yes, I sell instruments on my site. And I I just deal with wood. I mean, a didgeridoo is basically a hollowed-out tree branch, anywhere from four to eight feet long. The digits that I like. It's a personal preference. My favorite ones are between four and a half and five feet long. Mm-hmm. So that's those are the the types that I make. I have a standard line of uh, natural bark didgeridoos, and, and then I have a, a sponge-painted, decorated, fancier uh, line of instruments, and they're both on my website in the store section.
0: That is cool. So I read somewhere that, your music was featured on a Tonight Show. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, how,
0: how did that, that happened?
1: <laughs> yeah, how that happened? Well, I've been first of all the, the guys in the Roots. They're all from Philly, and I'm from Philly, so mm-hmm. I've been trying to connect with those guys since they got the Tonight Show gig. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I, <laughs> let's let's play together, you know? And yeah. uh, so, of course, they're hard to to contact. So what I did was, um, there's a, a, there's a skit that they do on the Tonight Show. It's called the Do Not Play segment, and the, the producers of the show look for, uh, really strange, interesting, weird, maybe songs that probably wouldn't be played on the radio, at least the mainstream FM radio here in the States, and, uh, So they look for those songs and they also take submissions. So I figured like, well, why not? I'll send in a couple of my songs. And if Jimmy Fallon features one of my songs for a two minute segment on national TV, even if they're poking fun at it, it's worth it. (laughs) So, (laughs) so that's, so that's what I did. I sent in a couple of my songs and, uh, I didn't hear anything. Like a month later, I followed up and didn't hear anything, followed up again, still didn't hear anything. So I thought it was a done deal. It's like, all right, they didn't pick my song. So um, one night I was watching late night TV and I was channel surfing and I stopped at the Fallon show. And uh, it was the "Do Not Play" segment. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll check it out. So they 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 put a, a picture of the artist on the page on the uh, his front desk, and. so the first one was like oh all right that's cool and then the second one all of a sudden Jimmy Fallon pulls up a picture of me and places (laughs) it on his desk (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't believe it because they didn't let me know they didn't warn me it was happening and I just totally by chance I found out about this uh, by luck just like right there on the spot and I felt like I was in the twilight zone or some weird place because like okay that's Jimmy Fallon I'm watching national tv and he's putting a picture of me on his desk
0: <laughs>
1: wow so yeah so that's how that and then they played parts of my song they did a, like a real slickly edited version of my song and they chopped it all up and rearranged it which I wasn't thrilled about but again if they're going to put my song and mention my name and show my photo on national TV, that's going to help my career, and I'm all for it, because I'm an independent artist. So if someone on national TV wants to give me two minutes of exposure, even if they're kind of making fun of it, I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. So I was yeah. thrilled.
0: That's nice. So do you go? Do you tour around the world to um, play do? Yeah, I do. You know,
1: pretty much... I've been at this for over 30 years, and the word is finally getting out there, and it's from shows like yours, Abby, and and others that that folks know they're starting to realize and know about me and what I do and what I offer. So a lot of times I get invited places, and first I get contacted, and my first reaction is, yes, how can we make that happen? (laughs) So... Um, So some of my uh, furthest trips from home, I live in Vermont, and some of my furthest trips from home was uh, one time I went to uh, Greenland because I got invited to hang out for a couple weeks and teach and perform uh, at this children's home for Native kids that was like 200 miles north of the Arctic Circle. So it was, wow. it was, it was, it was wild. I mean, I was definitely on literally on top of the world. And uh, so there's, this a really established uh, organization up there and uh, there's probably about maybe 20, 25 kids. Uh, it's basically, they're orphans. I know that's not a, a term that's, should be used, but it's it's a it was a home for native kids, and there's a lot of trouble up there and uh, kids find themselves without their family so this one incredible woman uh started this uh children's home and took in whoever needed to be taken in and helped and so they have a place to live they have an education they have food it's it's really a positive place, so I hung out there for a couple of weeks and uh, taught folks how to play. We did a couple concerts. And then another one of my uh, incredible trips was I went to Senegal, West Africa. I got uh, invited by this organization called the Senegal America Project that is started by two guys, one American guy, one Senegalese guy, and the American guy is Tony Vaca. He is uh, from Western Massachusetts, percussionist extraordinaire. And the Senegalese guy is Masamba Jop, who is the Tama player or the talking drum player in Baba Mal's band, as well as he's the lead drummer in the Wakanda Forever Black Panther soundtracks. So I knew Tony from way back. They invited me over. And uh, so we we toured around uh, Senegal and for a couple of weeks, performed, uh, traveled together, living together. Masamba took me to his granddaughter's school in Dakar. And and he was the translator for me. (laughs) And uh, the kids, what I found out is kids all over the world, they love the didgeridoo. And it doesn't matter if I can speak their language or not. As soon as I start playing the instrument, their faces light up and there's big giant smiles. And a lot of kids like—they come towards me and, and try to touch the instrument while I'm playing. So it's a serious magnet. And so those are a couple of the, the far far off places I've gone, and and around the in, around the United States. Next month I'm going to uh, a school in San Francisco. Who invited me back? I'm doing a a five day residency in the San Francisco Bay Area elementary school there. So it's and all these are invites. You know, people contact me and say, "Hey Pitts, can you come over here? Come here. This is what I have in mind." So. I I try to make everything possible, everything happen that is possible. And it could be uh, 40 minutes to five days, 10 days hanging out at a school, a museum, a retreat center, whatever it may be.
0: That is so cool. So if someone wants to start um, learning more about um, the instrument and they want to buy and play it, so how can they contact you?
1: Well, everything's available on my website, and I do lessons uh, online. I've been teaching lessons online well before COVID started, so I have students all over the world. But uh, my website is myname.com, and that's spelled P-I-T-Z-Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-N-E, or they can just Google Pitts (laughs) Digge, P-I-T-Z-D-I-D-G-E or Vermont didgeridoo, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm all over the internet. So it'll, I'll pop up probably in the first 50 to 60 spots that, that uh, resulting in your, in your uh, search.
0: So are you, do you, are you the only one that plays this instrument in North America or there's other people that do that?
1: I'm um, certainly not the only one, you know, there's a lot of people in, in the United States, I found that it's really, the didgeridoo is really popular in the Pacific Northwest, kind of like Seattle, Portland, Oregon, San Francisco. That corner up there, the didge is really popular, and also in the American Southwest, like Arizona and New Mexico, because a lot of folks down that way they have the agave cactus or the century plant that shoots mm-hmm. up a, a giant uh, flower stalk at the towards the end of its life, and a lot of people make didgeridoos out of the agave flower stalk.
0: Oh, because for me, I've never heard of this instrument, right? So hmm. that's why I was asking that question, because I'm sure there's people like me out there that's never heard of the instrument, have no idea how to play it, or even <laughs> where, to, <laughs> where to start, you know? So it's good to yeah. know that they can just go on your website, order it, and you ship worldwide. And then you yeah, also teach lessons.
1: Yep. I ship instruments worldwide. I do lessons in person or online. And uh, there's also a little pocket down the way at the, the furthest southern tip of Florida. Mm-hmm. And for the same reason, because a century plant grows down there and folks make make didgeridoo's out of uh, the century plant. Okay. But uh, getting back to the original Original, original question, and the theme mm-hmm. of your show is like, how did the didgeridoo save me? You know, how, yes. the, how to survive society, and I'm a didgeridoo player, and <laughs> it's it's a tricky thing that to, to survive, uh, you know, career wise, and 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 otherwise. Uh, but this instrument, the didge, came to me at a critical time in my 20s, in uh, and luckily. Uh, I I took the path that it was suggesting. I was heading down a dark road with drugs and alcohol and the didgeridoo offered me a healthy life alternative. So it it took me a while while to really make the shifts totally away from drugs and alcohol to the instrument. So I was doing both things for a few years, but eventually... Um, I went with the didgeridoo and dropped all the other things because if you play the didgeridoo, it, it, you know, it sounds so mysterious and haunting and meditative and calming. Uh, When you play that, it really, that aspect of it really starts to take over. And now I, it might sound corny, but I get high on this instrument and the other things are, they've been long gone years, years ago.
0: That is so good to hear that uh, instrument saved you, you know, because sometimes um, a lot of people um, use other things to help themselves, but uh, this is the first time I've heard of an instrument actually saving somebody's life. So that's pretty cool. You know, it's, it's different. It's Mm -hmm. unique and it's, and if this can help other people also, so why not, you know, why not share with the world? So, um, before we do go, is there any last thing you would like to tell the listeners um, on how, you know, they can get started playing the DigiReduce so they can it can also save their lives?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's my mission. You know, it, it helped me tremendously. So now my mission is to get it out to the world and, uh, so it can help others. And now that you've heard that sound just a little bit, and if you'd like, I can play for you again for a few seconds But now that you've heard that sound, you'll start to hear it in a lot of different places, even in like in movie soundtracks or uh, TV commercials, radio commercials, pretty much anything that has to do with Australia. You'll hear the didgeridoo underneath it. And I'll play for you again one more time real quick here. Okay. So that's just a little sample of the dig. But now that that's in your memory, you, it'll start popping up all over the place, even even in like <laughs> TV commercials, like uh, yeah, anything with Australia, like the uh, Outback Steakhouse commercial or yeah. uh, Foster's beer, you'll hear it underneath there. Mm-hmm. So, but to get started, it all starts with your lips flapping, like kind of like a motorboat or a kid's raspberry sound. It's it's not real tight and pressured. It's very loose, wide open, lips flapping. And that gives you the initial drone. Once you have that correct, then we can start adding tons and tons of things on top of that, some traditional sounds, some made-up sounds, some things that I've come up with. And we start building once we have that drone foundation
0: okay and 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 you can ship worldwide anyone in the world can can go on your website and buy this right?
1: That's correct. yeah, I ship anywhere in the world and if you're in the lower forty eight states of the us shipping is free, and after that I have to calculate the shipping but yeah i've I've shipped them all over the place so you can, you'll get this box showing up on your front door that's you know like a five feet long cardboard box, maybe four <laughs> by four inch. And it might be like an umbrella or something like in there that it kind of like, what what is this thing? But no, it's not an umbrella. It's basically a tree branch that I wrap up very carefully. I hollow mm-hmm. out the, the insides. I shape the mouthpiece end and on the other end, the bell end. Uh, I make it nice and wide and carve that wide open. So it'll be a didgeridoo in that big, long, long cardboard box on your front door.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much um, for coming on to share your story and sure. how Didgeridoo you saved your life. And hopefully, um, any listeners out there, if you're interested, please do reach out to um, Pitts on his website. Um, he also does um, lessons. He sells the instruments. So it's a one-stop shop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can go there, too, and, and just listen to my music in a lot of different settings. and. Also, there's a lot of really fun, catchy, upbeat uh, music videos that you can check out, too. Uh, if you go to YouTube, I got, I'm got i all over YouTube. There's a lot of really cool stuff there.
0: Perfect. Um, thank you so much, Pitts, for coming on. And um, have yourself a lovely day.
1: <laughs> okay, Abby, thank you, too. I, you have a, a great day. And, and thanks again so much for inviting me on your show.
0: Thank you. Big, big thank you to our guest for, um, for today. And if you would like to learn more about today's topic, please go on howtosurvivesociety.com. There you can get um, some life skills, courses, and some merchandise. And um, contact me if you would like to be a guest on the show. So thank you so much for tuning in and have yourself a lovely day. within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. So if you ever need help to start your own podcast, reach out to me. And then you know what you can do also? You know, you can follow the link in the show notes in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that hi sent you so you can get a $20 amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan and you can also support the show that way so yeah so if you're looking to start your own podcast reach out to me follow the link under the notes show and you'll be able to sign up and get a $20 amazon card Yeah.